ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. Welcome back. I'm Michael Clark. He's Sean Killer, columnist for the Denver Post. Follow Matt Sean Keeler on Twitter. We're talking our NBA, NBA NFL pre-draft show. Uh, and it's a last chance to advise the general, General George Payton, the general manager of the uh, of the Broncos. We will do it with Ian St. Clair. You can follow Ian at, at Mile High Report and at Colorado underscore play or play at playcolorado.com where he's lead writer. And you can follow Sean at Sean Keeler. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through uh, what we think will happen to draft and what the Broncos should do, according to Ian. And we may do it in a unique way. We'll uh, maybe start out by saying, who would you trade up for in this draft? Who would you actually, among those, would you give up a future number one or more for? And all of that will be brought to you by Framed Art. Keep calm and frame on with Brian Hart at Framed Art. Not just sports, Broncos, all the college and pro teams. But uh, this week at Framed Art, check out once again the generosity of Brian and Framed Art. They are supporting the Purple Gala event for Alzheimer's Association. Uh, the Memories in the Making Art Auction is on Saturday. Go to their website. Go go to their um, Facebook and uh, and uh, go to their uh, Twitter account at Framed Art. And click the link uh, there. You can bid on 106 pieces of framed art, framed and no, and uh, donated from local framing stores like uh, Framed Art. And we have done that. Lori's mom, who's in a home just down the street from us, she just turned 95. Uh, she she has a piece there, which is paired. Uh, all the pieces by the uh, by the seniors are are paired. Uh, with with a uh, famous artist, uh, an accomplished local artist, Annabelle and the Boland family support this charity. Brian, Bree, and company framed 25 pieces, uh, uh, donated their time for the Alzheimer's Association. Framed art, you cannot do better than the award-winning framer at 3065 South Broadway. Framed art, and good morning, Ian. Good morning, guys. We're about a, a less than week away from finally having the mocks and the rumors and the talk finally end, and we can know which way George Payton is going to take the Broncos. And will and will they be weeping at the Broncos fans, or will they be rejoicing? I've got a terrible scenario where I think if the 49ers are stupid enough to pass on Justin Fields, the Atlanta Falcons cannot afford to, uh, especially with a Georgia guy like uh, like Justin Fields, and that the only possible draft choice will be a guy who's a developmental project uh, there in Trey Lance, who, who's left. And so I think the Broncos actually move down. What do you think the Broncos will or should do, and is there a quarterback here you trade up for? So... Uh... Your scenario is one that Trevor Sikama with the Draft Network gave to Adam Walnati and me on our podcast this week. And the thing that I keep coming back to is with the way Arthur Blank is is thinking about his team. He's the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, and they, they just hired Fontenot to be the, the new general manager. He's going to want to leave his stamp on this team. But the way that Arthur Blank has the Falcons set up and the way he views this team with the way that they just did Matt Ryan's contract – I don't think that they're going to be able to pass up on Kyle Pitts. So in that scenario, that leaves Justin Fields and Trey Lance, because you know the Bengals are not going to take a quarterback. They have Burroughs. 
They're either going to go Penny Sue or they're going to go receiver, the LSU teammate that Burroughs had. That leaves the Dolphins at six. I think the most likely scenario for me is the 49ers go Mac Jones, the Falcons take Kyle Pitts, or, uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts, and then the Bengals go either cut tackle or receiver, and that leaves the Miami Dolphins, where they've already been, there's already been talks that the Dolphins want to trade down. That's obviously with the Broncos. The Broncos would have to trade up at that point because I don't know if the, if the Lions are going to pass on a quarterback, even though they have Jared Goff. So to me, it's, it's right there, but it is going to be determined on what the Falcons do. So if the Falcons go pits, I think Broncos fans are going to rejoice. If the scenario plays out as you played out, Michael, then they're going to be weeping, as I will be. <laughs> oh, Ian, Ian, I'll tell you what. I, I see I'm going to take the compromise nightmare view, and I, I think the Falcons take pits, uh, and then the Pats figure out a way to jump the Broncos, probably taking that Lions pick. Uh, if the Broncos don't go to where Miami is, and then they take Fields, or they take Lance, or they take Jones, or whomever is that next four, five, six guy among the quarterback pool on the board, and then and then the Broncos take a linebacker, which is what we've said all along, <laughs> or or trade down and take a defender, or take another cornerback, and we all yeah, and then in the end, people are holding their heads in their hands and. It's Vic Fangio's team, baby. You ride you ride with the pony you brought. In that scenario, I would hope that George Payton has had his ear to the ground and would know that Belichick would potentially do that because you know Miami is never going to trade in the division. No. There's no, just no, there, no there's no case. I I've, I've also heard that uh, Sean Payton and the Saints may want to trade up. Well, the Falcons are never going to trade that pick in the division. So I, I think in that, in that scenario, I would hope that George Payton would hear or have grumblings and, or rumblings, whatever, and then he would trade up to six so that he could counteract what Belichick was going to, would, was going to plan on doing. So that would be my hope. It, it, just, it really is going to be determined on what the Falcons do it for. And for the, the longest time, I thought it was going to be the 49ers, but it really is going to be the Falcons. If they, if they go Justin Fields, then that leaves basically Trey Lance. And I, and I wouldn't trade up for Trey Lance necessarily, I, I, but at the same point, he has the highest ceiling, I think, in this draft looking at, at people who evaluate and talk about it. But there's also that highest ceiling, but also the biggest risk. So it, it is going – it'll be nice to finally have the speculation over. I'll say that. Ian, how disappointed would you be in that if nine comes around, Lance is still there? And that's conceivable because he or Fields is the – is, is the kind of the dropping stock right now, allegedly. If Lance is there at nine and the Broncos go defense or right tackle anyway and just stay there and go that route, how disappointed would you be? How disappointed do you think Broncos fans will be? Because I think that's conceivable. It really is. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Sean. I, I, I think the, the scene that comes to mind is Peter from Family Guy where he <laughs> sees something on the TV and he wants it now, so he throws the TV out the window and then just destroys everything in the living room. 
that would probably be my reaction if Trey Lance is there and George Payton doesn't draft him. Or he, even worse, he trades down. Uh, I, I think that would be an even worse situation. I, I mean, I, I watching him, I, I, I don't know how you could pass it up if he's there. I, I mean, just looking at him play, and I know there's a lot of people who say that he hasn't played a lot and, and they they get the high ceiling, but the, they can't get over the big the big risk.